One, two, three. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. All right, three, two, one. What's going on, y'all? Welcome, Brad Stevens in the house. Welcome to another edition of the Harold and Brad Winnie City Filmmakers Podcast. HD, what's going on, brother? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest in the house, super talented actress and singer, all-around talent, Nicole Thurman. What's going on? Woo! Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> what's going on? So glad hey. to have you on the show. So... The first question we always kick things off with is what's your connection to Chicago and what kind of art uh, do you create? Cause I gave my time to you. I gave my life to you. Okay, art do I create? Oh my gosh. Um, so I, I lived in Chicago for eight years. Uh, I was there from 2007 to 2015. And um, I moved there to be in to do theater. And uh, I ended up working mostly with the Second City, which is a comedy theater, as people should know, uh, in uh, Chicago. So that's what I, that was my art, I think. I ended up doing comedy, sketch comedy, improv. Um, yeah, that's what I do. Where are you from originally, Nicole? I'm originally from Kansas, from okay, uh, Kansas right. City. Yeah. yeah. Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, that's my middle name, too, which is a very unfortunate uh, coincidence, but it's my grandma's. Yeah, it's my grandma's name, so I got stuck with it. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I'm right. Dorothy from Kansas, yeah. Dorothy from Kansas. That's beautiful. Nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So, yeah, let, let's talk about the Second City experience, because, you know, I actually I'm teaching over there for the last couple of years, acting on camera. And I get a chance to take classes over there every turn. So yeah. talk about that experience. Uh, it was really fun. I mean, it, I learned so much. I mean, it was, cra- it was crazy because I kind of ended up there. Um, I was planning on being like more of a dramatic actress, like comedy wasn't really my path, but then it's like I realized that I had like a really good fit with the Second City because I was interning at Steppenwolf, which is why I first moved to Chicago. And then I met Deanna Griffin Irons, who is like the diversity and outreach person at Second City. And she was like, I know this isn't really your thing, but like just if you want to like maybe take a class here, you can take a class here. And I was like, well, I mean, I'll always take a class because it was free because all I had to do was work for her for like three hours a week. And so I took a class and then she was like, I know it's not your thing, but if you want to audition for Second City, like you can audition for us. And so then I ended up auditioning and then I ended up uh, doing a show with them in Baltimore. And after doing that show, I just kind of ended up working with them over and over on different shows and understudying and doing shows in like DC. And it was just such a good experience. It was just such a good like, it kind of just like changed the trajectory of my career. I think right. I, like I really don't. I genuinely don't think that I would be in LA if I hadn't worked at Second City, and I had I, I wouldn't have been doing the things that I do now if I, I hadn't been for Second City. Um, so yeah, I just learned a lot because it's just like I had to learn it all on the fly, improv, all of that. Stuff. Like I didn't know how to improvise at all, but I just like kind of learned from watching other performers. Like I'm a good mimic, so I just picked it up. It's so funny you say that because you, you're such a great 
comedic actor, like what are some of the uh, um, similarities you think between doing uh, comedy and doing drama? What, like what, what things are in common you think? I don't know. I think, I don't know necessarily, but I think one thing that is what I was, I kind of came up around the same time that they were um, hiring more people straight from the straight theater world. Right. And they were just, they were just starting to do that now. I think they do it way more often. Yeah. And I think what's good about sketch comedy that sometimes is lacking or was lacking at the time was that the performers are not actors. Like a lot of improvisers, they don't consider themselves actors, even though they are. But I think that bringing that skill set of like an actual like theater background and training um, can bring a lot to sketch comedy that they don't always have. (laughs) I think it just brings like, like you're not afraid to kind of have like moments of levity or moments of like moments of like gravity and like be more like serious and and just kind of ground the characters a little bit more and use those acting skills to kind of like carry a sketch so I think that's what I guess I don't know like what the similarities are to drama but I know that that like that having that drama training and that background helps a lot in sketch comedy if that answer makes any sense it's funny because like uh, I went from DePaul Theater School and I jumped into Second City and it was kind of like the same boat. I really uh, considered myself a comedian or anything like that. But I noticed that sometimes, to your point, at that time, there were a lot of improvisers that, in a weird way, didn't know how to work with a script or were kind of fearful of a script, or, right. <laughs> so to speak. So having that sense of how to, how to attack a script kind of gave like a, a groundedness to the, to the work. I think out so. Tremendously. Yeah, I think so definitely. And I think uh, I I learned a lot from them and I think they learned from me. It's like where it's like I'm I was more I was so serious when I first started working at Second City too. Like they would break on stage and I was like, Oh my god, they're breaking. Like this is so inappropriate. But then I realized like there are those moments. Like you're allowed to have a little bit more fun when you're performing sketch. And so I had to like kind of adjust to that way of being because the audience loved that stuff. And so yeah, it's kinda like we were learning from each other, I feel like in a way. And yeah, yeah, being able to like kind of analyze the text and create relationships more or create characters from a different place of uh, just like, I don't know, digging into a different part of you. Uh, it was it was really helpful for me. I'm glad that I had the training on both ends. So let's go back a little bit. You, so you did uh, actually do some uh, dramatic training or act, acting training classes prior to coming to Chicago and Second City and Steppenwolf. Yeah. And, uh, and prior to that, what, what did you plan to be before the acting bug hit you and how did that come about? Well, the acting bug, when did it hit me in high school? So I didn't really have, to be honest, like many super concrete plans of like what I wanted to do before that. Um, but I, cause I went to, it was really weird cause I was like a pretty shy kid, but then I ended up going to this, uh, our high school that I, I chose to go to this high school because I wanted to go to a more artsy school. So I went to a school that wasn't in my district and I, I don't know what I wanted to be. Maybe I wanted to be a teacher or something, but I never had like a clear plan. But then I right. know that when I started taking drama classes at this like artsy high school and music and just things like that, I was like, there's nothing else that I want to do. And like, I even had like a breakdown, like when I was a senior in high school with my teacher, cause I was just like, I want to study theater, but that's such a <laughs> stupid career path. And like, I can't do that. Like nobody can do that for a living. Yeah. So it was kind of this like weird thing where it's like, once it bit me, 
you know right. once it started once I started getting comfortable in that world because I, like I said I was shy but once I started getting comfortable with it I loved it and that's like all I wanted to do I don't really rem I truly can't really tell you even what I had wanted to do before that which is crazy <laughs> <laughs> I'm like how did I get so like into it but I just I loved it Now, you know what? Maybe a lot of people may may or may not know, but you have a beautiful singing voice, my friend. Beautiful singing voice. And I think I saw a yeah. video on the website where you uh, were singing uh, in, in something. Have you had many opportunities to use that talent since you've been in L.A. Uh, to do a lot of singing on different projects? No, I really <laughs> wish that I did. Right. I really wish that I did uh, more because I love music. Like I also play violin and guitar and I Man, sing. Okay. And yeah. like all I want to do is I just love music so much. Like I love obviously being an actor, but like something about music just like breaks my heart and it's like everything to me. So right. I would love to do more of it. Um, I've been doing more animation, which there's more singing in animation. So I am hoping that one day I'll get to sing in something, maybe a cartoon. I think that'd be super cool. But yeah, oh. nothing. I haven't done anything since I've been here on camera with singing, no. Yeah. Checks in the mail, checks in the mail, my friend. Okay. <laughs> ching, okay. ching, ching, ching. <laughs> Give me that money, baby. Give me that yeah. money. So, so let, let's talk about uh, some work that you've uh, you're doing out there out west now. Um, some things, you know. I looked at that IMDb page. You know, you're doing some things. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've been just like doing shows here and there. I've um, I don't know. I've just been doing like guest starring roles on different comedies. I almost only I mean I only do comedy. I haven't really been on anything that's serious. And then for a year, I was on this show called The Opposition with Jordan Klepper on Comedy Central. And that was actually shot in New York. So for a year, I moved to New York. I thought it was going to be more permanent, but then the show got canceled. So <laughs> then I moved back to L.A. Right. It's, cra it's such a crazy life. So then I moved back to L.A. And yeah, I've been like guest starring on different shows. I was on this show called Shrill that was that did really well and I got to play like a stripper and it was like this crazy right. art, but it was Where so can I fun. Find that? I know, it's on Hulu, it's on Hulu. Second Ooh. episode of Shrill, season one. So crazy because it was like, uh, I don't know, it was just like a very different role for me, but it was cool because it was like everybody on set was like very feminist. And so it was like, it was very right. protected and easy. Um, but yeah, so I've played like, I've been on Shrill, I've been on um, Black Lady Sketch Show, and I'll, I think I'm going to be on the second season too, but they, nice. have, I mean, they were going to start shooting, but then COVID happened and so they stopped. But yeah, just, just like guest starting here and there. And I just started doing more animation, which was awesome because I started right. doing that right before the, um, you know, all this a lockdown. And so it's been awesome because I can still work from home. And so I'm doing a couple couple voices on this cartoon on HBO Max and then another voice on some other on a Scooby-Doo thing that's gonna be I don't know yeah. where it is but yeah so it's gonna be it's been that's been really fun is getting into animation and you know I still do commercials and things here and there but I'm really hoping that after having that regular gig on a show I mean I want that again so I'm hoping nice. to get on a show at some point soon yeah Great, great. Now, yeah. now you mentioned the opposition. Can I, I would like I would watch the show uh, regularly. I, I mean, I'll check it out as much as I could. 
What yeah. was it? What was a typical day like on the show? Like when did you get to the set? When did you get the scripts? Like when did the audience roll in? What was a typical day like? It's crazy. Um, it's so there's we had a studio in Midtown Manhattan, right? And so you go to work at nine a.m. And by the time you get to work, there's already like 20 pitches in your email box. They're just pitching. So that's what we do the majority of the day. Right. And so we would start the day by watching the news and the researchers, they compile like clips of like the most like crazy things that happened in the news. And so then we watch those and then we would all sit around the writers, the correspondents, which I was correspondent, and then the host, Jordan, and the producers. And so we would all sit around just pitching ideas uh, until we kind of came up with like some ideas that sounded really fun. And so then from those ideas that sounded really fun, the producers would all meet with the host and then they would pick out what what we were going to end up doing that day. And so then they would send us an email like, here's what we're doing today. Blah 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 blah, and like they would say, like these correspondents are on the show. So like if I was a, if I was a correspondent that was on the show that day, I would get an email that says like you're going to be on the show. This is what you're talking about. These are the writers that are assigned to your piece. And so then we would get together, spend the whole day writing it. Then at four thirty we have a rehearsal, and then we would go uh, to rewrite. Right. Which was fun. You're just punching up stuff with the writers and with the, with the host. And so then at 6.30, then the audience comes in because it's all in one contained place. Like right. where we were working was where the studio was. And so then... At the end of the day, we do the show at 6.30, hopefully, but it was usually later because it depends on when you get done writing it. And then we would do the show and it was live, usually just one take in front of the audience. Sometimes we'd have to do... Uh, a retape, retape, but not really. So it was, it was really, it was a, it was crazy. It was like all consuming because it's like right. you're watching the news all day, all night, pitching, pitching, pitching to get your stories on there. So it was a challenge. It was challenging, but it was, uh, I learned so much. Like working in late night is like intense. Right. I mean, it's crazy because, too, we were playing conservatives. So it's like we had to get at the first thing in the morning. You're like watching Alex Jones saying the most heinous <laughs> stuff. And you're just like, oh, my, oh, oh my goodness. And so, yeah, and it, it literally is. It's, it's like for me, especially because I'm a workaholic. And I mean, to be honest, as a black woman, you got to pitch yo shit if you want right. to be on TV. Yeah. And so sure. I was like, I'm a work, I'm a workaholic and I had to work to get myself on TV. And so like, it truly is like you go home and sometimes you'll get home at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And your brain is, you're still watching the news and trying to find the angles and trying to pitch the funny stories. And like I said, you wake up at seven in the morning the next day and there's all these emails already in your inbox because everybody's trying to get on the show. The writers are trying to get on, the correspondents are. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's um, late night and like SNL is the same way where it's just like you have to constantly be like right. like really hustling. And so it was a gr- it was a grind. It was a grind. But it was, like I said, a crazy, amazing learning experience. And it made me feel like I was more of a writer, which I had not really ever claimed myself to be a writer before. But now I'm like, oh, I'm a writer. Like, I don't have a write. I can yeah, write. Oh, yeah. You know? Claim it. Yeah. <laughs> So 
also the, the things that you're going through in the business are definitely elevating for you. And it's something that you can put in your your, your holster and say, okay, this is a part of my ammunition and it's, it's propelling you forward. Everything that you're doing, it sounds like, is enhancing your abilities and your skills. Absolutely. That, that's what I'm getting from you. Well, it's interesting that you say that too, because as a teacher at Second City, I'm sure you're used to talking about like point of view and like really just like pushing like, who are you? Like, what do you bring to this or whatever it is? And I feel like um, through, through the whole process, it's like of being an actor professionally and just growing up in comedy and all of that. It's like, I felt like I never... I always kind of heard like, what's your point of view? Who are you? What is your thing? And I was like, I don't know, like whatever. But it's like, as I've like progressed, I've learned more about what my point of view is. I've learned to like fight for my stuff. I've learned to like, what, who, like how to make people respond, how people respond to me in the best way, which is like how I'm going to be the most successful, how to like maintain myself and, and understand that how important it is to be myself. Um, and not try to be what they want me to be. No I think like it's, it's crazy because it's like yeah, it's like the more like roles you go through and the more work you do, the more successes you have are always when you know yourself the best and right. when you know your point of view the best. Even if even if people are like, I don't understand her point of view. It's like you'll get it. You'll figure it out. Don't <laughs> worry, you know. Yeah. Oh la la. Yeah.